listening to the Miss McBookworm podcast, a podcast that brings you stories from Christian women. What I envision for this podcast is a space for women who write fiction to share their stories in audio form and ultimately to tell God's bigger stories through our smaller ones. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Hello, my name is H.L. Burke, and this is my short story at the corner of Elm and Maine, originally published in Tales of Ever After, a Fellowship of Fantasy Anthology. Abner Elm Street stood at his post day after day, night after night, on the corner of Elm and Maine, back straight, eyes bright, never wavering in snow or wind. Passersby depended on Abner for light in the dark, and he did his job well. One might think from this description that Abner was a stalwart, loyal fellow, which was true, but the sad truth in the matter was that, as a lamppost, Abner lacked any say in the matter. The city planners had not consulted him before he was placed on the corner of Elm and Main. They did not check on him after his installation to see how he was faring. On occasion, they would send someone by to refresh him with a new coat of shiny black paint. And of course, the ancient lamplighter showed up every night to light the candle within his glass case. But no one, not the city planners, not the ancient lamplighter, not any of the thousands of passersby, ever asked Abner his opinion on his position, or on anything for that matter. No one always, Abner was stuck. However, while Abner's feet, figurative as they might be, were stuck in the sidewalk, his mind never ceased to wander. He wandered after the birds who flew overhead, following them to faraway shores. He watched the carriages go up and down the street in front of him and imagined the places they might go. When a parade passed him by honoring a great hero who had accomplished mighty deeds, Abner imagined himself achieving feats of strength and cunning. Abner dreamed many dreams. As years passed, however, and Abner stayed, he began to despair. What I want doesn't matter, for I will never leave this corner, he said to himself. My fate is to stay, to light the path of those around me, and to never move. The only one who knew of Abner's wishes, or that Abner could wish at all for that matter, was a little old woman who fed the birds on the corner of Elm and Main. She was a peculiar soul, ancient and wizened with a face like a shriveled apple and hair like soot-stained snow. During the day, she would sit on the bench beside Abner, scattering seeds and crumbs to the pigeons and the wrens and listening to the woes of man, bird, and post. When Abner sighed, she'd nod. When he moaned, she'd gaze at him with sympathetic eyes. Abner wasn't sure why the old woman could understand or where she got her unlimited supply of food for the birds when she herself was clad in naught but tattered rags, but she had a way about her. If a child was lost on Elmar, Maine, she could send them in the right direction without knowing so much as their name. If an item of value fell from a pocket, she would return it to its rightful owner. If a cabbie mistreated his horse, she'd wave her black umbrella at him, and the man, not the horse, would come up lame. She was one of those beings right beneath our noses who we never notice, but who in their humility carry ancient and powerful magic. As years turned to decades, the city stopped sending around painters to scrub away the rust and give Abner a yearly coat of paint. One day, a naughty child cracked a pane of Abner's glass with a stone. The elderly lamplighter clicked his tongue every time he saw it, but due to something called a budget, no one ever replaced the pane. After that, Abner's flame wavered and sometimes went out altogether on blustery nights. Still, he stood tall. After all, those who traveled that stretch of Elm and Main needed his glow to show the cracks in the sidewalk that might cause them to stumble or to illuminate the bench where they could sit and wait for a late night cab. Still, it would be good to be cared for or at least appreciated, Abner sighed. 
The bird woman looked up from her seat on the bench and smiled. You are appreciated by me, loyal friend, also by my birds, for you make a good perch. Abner did not much appreciate the birds perching upon him, but he didn't wish to hurt the kind old woman's feelings. He kept his thoughts on the birds and their messy habits to himself and waited for the lamplighter to come. The sky grew dark and shadows lengthened. The sky turned gray. Rain sprinkled from a dreary gray sky, causing the bird woman to open her umbrella. Normally she left when it rained, but the lamplighter was late, and if she departed, Abner would be alone in the dark. I will stay till he comes, old friend, she whispered. She blended into the shadows, her rags bunched about her like the feathers of a dusty pigeon. Though grateful for the company, Abner couldn't help but worry. The lamplighter had never been this late before. What if the old man had slipped during those his rounds? What if he were hurt? What if he were lying alone in the cold, cold rain? A man could freeze on a night like this. Finally, a bright point of light emerged from the growing fog. The lamplighter trudged towards them, his long pole to light the lamp in one hand, a lantern in the other. He reached the lamppost, shook his head, and sighed before going about his task. What is wrong, old friend? The bird woman asked. The old man started, for he had not noticed her there. She was a creature of magic and therefore very hard for eyes to see. It is my last night on this job. The young men at the city hall have voted to replace the candlelit lampposts with new incandescent bulbs that light themselves. There is no need for me. If Abner could have shuddered, he probably would have done so hard enough that his glass would have shattered. The old woman touched his iron pole. And what will happen to the old posts? Tomorrow morning, a crew will come and take them down, sold for scrap most likely. A shame. He tilted his head up towards Abner's lantern, eyes glinting in the soft glow. I always felt there was a special dignity to these old lamps. It feels wrong to cast them aside. For a moment, Abner forgot his fear for himself, for the lamplighter was old and frail. What would become of him with no more lamps to light? Will you be all right? The woman asked the question, plaguing Abner. The old man nodded. I was getting too old for this job anyway. I have children to care for me. I will be fine. He shook his head. You should get inside, ma'am. It's going to be a cold night. I wouldn't be surprised if this rain turns to snow and ice shortly. The lamplighter melted into the misty night as if the fog had reached out and wrapped him in a gray blanket. Abner stared into the darkness. It was one thing to be stuck, but another thing altogether to be thrown away, sold for scrap, unwanted. He supposed there were other lampposts out tonight, feeling very much the same way as sad as he was. Perhaps I should feel bad, but I shouldn't feel alone. What will become of me and my brothers? The old lady turned a tearful gaze up at him. Oh, Abner, this is my fault. You have no brothers. The other lampposts are all cold iron and glass. Only you have a heart and a mind. I sat beneath you for years, feeding the birds, and the love I gave them melted into you and made you something special. If not for me, you would only be lifeless metal, and you would not feel such pain. What I thought was a gift is now a burden. Abner considered this. He hadn't really thought about why he could think and converse with the bird woman when the bench, the sidewalk, and the street could not. He had assumed it was simply a trade of lampposts, but now it turned out only he was alive. No, it was a gift, he decided. Perhaps my life is over, but I had a life, and I am the only lamppost ever to be who can say that or say anything. Yes, I will give you one more gift. When the darkness falls, my old friend, you will no longer be anchored. You will be able to wander the streets and out of the city as far as you can to see what you will. Go quickly, however, for when dawn comes, you will magically be returned to your post. Take care that no one sees you, but enjoy your night of freedom, Abner the Steadfast. And with that, she placed her umbrella against Abner's metal spine. A shock went through him. 
He quivered until his glass panes rattled. When he looked down, the bird woman was gone. Only the umbrella remained. Without thinking, Abner bent down and picked up the umbrella. It was only after this simple action was complete that he realized how impossible it was. Yet, it had happened. Metal arms had peeled away from his metal sides with metal hands and metal fingers at the end. He raised his feet, no longer figurative. They clanked against the sidewalks. He took his first step at a bound, slipping on a patch of ice and wobbled. The umbrella opened in his hands, slowing his fall. Steady again, he took a slower step, then a third and a fourth, until he was slowly but surely making his way down the deserted street. On his way, he passed many a lamppost, tall, still, and silent, like sentinels in the night. The first two he addressed touched with the umbrella even as the bird woman had touched him. Nothing happened, and he gave up trying to stir his fellow lamps. Instead, he walked along a wide boulevard. It was empty of traffic, but warm lights and soft music drifted from a tall building across the way. A couple emerged arm in arm. Abner froze. The man and woman laughed and spun together in time to distant music, then ducked their heads against the driving rain and hurried home. His heart lighter for this glimpse of happiness, Abner strolled through the park. A deer stared wide-eyed at him. Abner had never seen a deer before and thought for a moment it was either a strange dog or a small horse. Before he could decide, however, it sprang over a hedge in a graceful leap and disappeared into the night. He left the stone path. The rain had frozen upon the grass, which now crunched like shards of glass beneath his feet. It caused him no pain, for every bit of him was made of metal. The rain turned to hard pellets of ice, plinking against his glass. Not wanting to risk his light going out, he held the umbrella up over his face. Beyond the park, he found the river, a slow black field alive with the sound of lapping water. A bell clanged as a boat drifted by. A man sang his voice sonorous in the quiet night. The words of his tune faded as the boat continued on its path. With long strides, Abner went in the opposite direction, determined to see as much as he could before his special night ended. The streets became narrower and darker, but fewer of his fellow lampposts stood sentry, and many that remained were unlit. He found one, like him, standing over a bench, though unlike his tiny bench, this was covered by scraps of newspaper. This lamppost itself had all the glass knocked out of the lantern. Abner stared solemnly at his lifeless brother's side. Yes, this lamppost hadn't been given the magical gift of life, but it had still served its purpose well, only to be ruined and abandoned by careless men. As he stood in thought, a cough alerted him to an approaching man. He froze, allowing his new arms to melt back into his side and his feet to join with the sidewalk. The umbrella fell to the ground. A man in a threadbare coat limped down the sidewalk. The garment swung about his frail, thin frame. When he reached the bench, he paused and gazed up at Abner, a new lamppost. My, my, how fine. He sat, still admiring Abner's warm glow. It makes this night seem a little less cold. If Abner had a heart, it would have been pounding. Why wouldn't this man move on so he could continue exploring the city and enjoying his one night of freedom? The sleet hammered down upon them and Abner longed to reach for his umbrella. The man, however, continued to sit and shiver. His teeth chattered noisily. Go home, Abner whispered, but the man was not the bird woman and could not hear. After a bit, however, Abner realized this man probably had no home to go to. The man lay upon the bench and arranged the abandoned newspapers over his body. He shivered and shook, then lay silent. Abner hesitated. If the man was truly asleep, Abner could move on without being seen. He leaned closer. The man didn't stir. Abner's light fell across the weary old face that reminded him a little of the lamplighter, but thinner, sadder, wearier somehow. 
This man was cold, hungry, and if he were left to sleep in this cold with the frozen rain falling upon him and no source of heat, he might very well freeze before dawn. Picking up the umbrella, Abner tried to position it so it covered the sleeping man's body. However, he swiftly realized that even if he managed to get it to stand without him holding it, he couldn't leave it there. It belonged to the bird woman and was tied to her magic. Also, as small as it was, the light of the lantern gave the man heat. His skin reddened and warmed wherever the light touched. After some hesitation, Abner positioned himself so as much of his light as he could manage fell over the man, and so the umbrella kept off the freezing rain. Hours ticked by. Abner was accustomed to standing watch with nothing else to do, but never before had there been an option of something else to do, something he wanted to do. Every time he considered abandoning his post, however, he remembered those who had been kind to him, the faithful lamplighter who had come every evening to light his lamp, the bird woman who had granted him life and given so much to so many others. If they could give their lives to help people with nothing in return, he could spend one night aiding this poor, cold man. A line of pink crept over the housetops. Morning was coming. The bird woman had said he would be summoned to his old post when that happened. Would the poor man be all right? A clatter of horse hoofs caused him to jerk upright. If the human guiding the car saw him stooping over the bench holding an umbrella, everyone would know something strange was afoot. What consequences that would have, he didn't know. But the bird woman hadn't wanted it to happen, and that was enough for him. The carriage drew closer, then pulled to a stop. A man jumped down from the seat and approached the man on the bench. You slept out here? How are you still alive? The man would be safe. Even as assurance swept over Abner, the pull of the bird woman's magic called him home. The world blurred, then reformed as his own corner of Elm and Maine. The woman smiled. What a loyal and true being you are, Abner, to give your one night up for a stranger. Abner wished to return her umbrella, but found he could not move. Again, he was frozen in place, no arms, only figurative feet. The bird woman reached down and picked her umbrella from the ground. You are truly worthy. Take this one last gift. She tapped him with her umbrella again, and again the world swirled about him. An hour later, when the crew arrived to cut down and scrap the lamppost at Elm and Main, they found no lamppost there. The crew leader scratched his head. Wasn't there one here on the list, boss? One of the men asked. I thought there was. The leader checked his notes. Yes, sure as anything, there should have been a lamppost here at the corner of Elm and Main. Instead, there was a bare patch of earth with a single sparrow sitting on it, a fat, happy sparrow with a golden mark upon its breast that to the leader's eye resembled the flame of a candle. The bird gave a trill of happy song and flew into the air, soaring above rooftops, heading towards faraway lands and amazing adventures. The end.